Hello, listeners. This week, I wanted to highlight um, the Actors Fund. Um, it is a uh, it is a group that um, was like started in 1882, and they serve all professionals, not just actors, in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance through programs that address the community's unique and essential needs. Obviously, like during COVID nineteen. Um, they have an emergency assist financial assistance fund that you can um, donate to um, that helps specific actors. I don't know if, if any of you are like on TikTok, but they were the ones who helped put on the Ratatouzical, like the Ratatouille musical. Um, <clears throat> and so if you like watched it this past weekend um, and you can still technically watch it today, um, your donation would help go to the Actors Fund. Um, so I just wanted to le- read a little bit about what they do. So their mission is uh, to foster stability and resiliency and provide a safety net for performing arts and entertainment professionals over their lifespan. The Actors Fund envisions a world in which individuals contributing to our country's cultural vibrancy are supported, valued, and economically secure. They recognize the contributions of each individual and promote trust and mutual respect. They collaborate and share information, skills, and knowledge with each other and the community. They encourage and celebrate curiosity, creativity, and innovation. They embrace diversity and seek equity, inclusion, and dignity for all. They hold themselves and each other accountable for the integrity of the services to being good stewards and maintaining the trust of the clients and supporters. So um, we've donated to them during this time. I know that... Ari, Allie, and I talk about how we have done theater before, and um, that's probably not news just based on our personalities, but, you know, in this time where those in the performing arts especially are being really hit hard by COVID-19 and the um, pandemic being financially restrictive for a lot of places, a lot of venues, a lot of performers to perform still, and a lot of people who their side hustle is like things that are also possibly closed, like being a server, being in any kind of like guest service. Like a lot of that isn't doing what it normally does. So um, we, we uh, donated to them and we hope you feel the feel compelled to do so as well. Thank you guys. Previously on Harry Potter and the anxious millennials. Egot whoopee. Egot whoopee. Egot whoopee. Friend of the show, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the pod. She's coming on next week. (laughs) Are we to be believed that there are only two bludgers in all of Hogwarts? Thank you. That that Madam Hooch doesn't have, like, extra equipment available? Yeah. There's no (laughs) way that there are not reserve balls. They don't have the funding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, all the, the kids the go here for free. free. And every bone in Harry's right arm melts? I don't know, disappears? Spontaneously combusts? I don't fully know what happens to the bones. You know what I'm saying? Again, we're, we're in another situation where it's like, where have the bones Accio hot chocolate? Yeah. Like, he he wanted... He wanted to go for a nighttime stroll, though. That yeah, was, he's got you know, he to get, get his steps in. He gets his snapped. Apple Watch was like, time to move. <laughs> First of all, you defeated Grindelwald. 
So we all know that you have experience, and you're the only person that Lord Voldemort ever feared. So I really don't understand why, at, at the very least, you're not doing a master class once a semester. My god! Get her, Jade. Welcome to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hi, Allie. Hi, Ari. <gasps> hey, Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam. That's our, our impressions of Adam, Adam's mother and Mrs. Butler. <laughs> Yes. Ah. Both of them. This week, we read chapter 11 called The Jeweling Club. <laughs> Allie, what happens in this chapter? So I honestly, I struggle a little bit because as I was reading this chapter, I was like, more happens in these like, what, 22 pages than in the rest of the book that we've read so far yes, combined. Exactly. This chapter is so plot heavy. And so I guess I think the number one thing that I will say is that Harry learns Expelliarmus mm-hmm. and yeah. Justin and Nick are petrified. So Harry has to go to Dumbledore's office. And famously, if you've seen all the films, you know that Expelliarmus is absolutely Harry's favorite spell. Even the books, honey. I mean, <laughs> that's true. It's my like- <laughs> personal fave, Expelliarmus, honey. And we'll we'll get to it, you know, when we get to the the actual scene. But I was like, this, ch- like, the most important thing that happens in this chapter is that Harry learns Expelliarmus. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, and we find, yeah. and we mm-hmm. officially find out he is a parcel tongue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Great. it's very unusual. Well, he's a he's a parcel mouth, Adam. He's got a parcel tongue. Oh, a parcel yeah. mouth. Oh, oh, I, that tongue, I, honey. <laughs> Talk I to have, Ginny. Ask Ginny about that tongue. What I that tongue do? <laughs> I have a joke, my friends. Okay, Gross. let's jump <laughs> Gross. in. Gross. I have a. Uh, let's jump in. Um. So Harry wakes up in the hospital wing, and Madame Pomfrey's like, "Your bones are back. You can go." Um. And so Harry goes and he can't find Ron and Hermione in the Gryffindor um, tower. And I love that he's like, his feelings are hurt because he's like, I'm a little bit hurt that they're not here waiting on bated breath to hear how my health and well-being is. I was like, yes, Harry, <laughs> literally every other part of their lives revolve around you. Like they come and watch you <laughs> practice Quidditch, yeah. you know, like they're Harry, such loyal thing, though- friends. They have set him up with his expectation. It's ha- it's partly on them because they yeah. won't just be like, Harry, I need like a day or two break. Like when we get to book four and then like Ron doesn't speak to him for like weeks is like the first time in fully three whole years <laughs> that they like don't talk to each other for f- more than five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> They, they are enablers. They enable his bad behavior. They sleep together. They probably bathe together. He helped know. him undress. He helped Ron. him undress and redress. Yes. Um, I have a question right away with this interaction with Percy. Did anyone else make a note about this with these the fucking points? points? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that he got 50 points? Yes. He got 150 points for the snitch. Does that mean he also gets an additional 50 points for catching the snitch? What's going on here? 
No, I think I think what Percy was saying is that the final score of the game was 150 to 100. So that that 50 points is what put them over Slytherin in the House Cup winning as well. So Slytherin earned 100 points even though they lost for their house. Cor- correct. Because you still get the points even if you don't win. But the... Because we know that they at least had gotten to 60 points in the game because they reference it. Cause right. When he's he calls in there. out the yeah. score. I honest I I'm not even gonna try to make sense of it anymore because it doesn't the, the point system doesn't make sense. We've discussed yeah. this before and this is further confirmation. It's arbitrary. Yeah. So Harry runs into Percy and Percy's you know, he's like, We're around in Hermione and Percy's like, Well, I hope they're not in a girl's bathroom again. And Harry's like, They absolutely are in a girl's bathroom. <laughs> Thanks again. for Thank that, you, Percy. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. yeah. So he goes he goes to the to the um to Myrtle's bathroom and Ron and Hermione are in a locked stall and they're startled. They were absolutely making out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. They were probably like talking about, well, it's just us here. So like maybe we let's just do it. And then Harry knocks on the door and they're like, no, we weren't doing anything. Maybe they weren't making out, but maybe they were like, you know, like little kids like cozying up. What if we kiss? (laughs) I don't know. They're they're 12 years old. I shouldn't be making comments. I'm sorry. I take it all back. Don't kissing when you're 12 is pretty normal. Your first kiss at 12 pretty normal as someone as someone who married their best friend i will say that i did not have those feelings for rj for like a while and then i finally there was like one day where i looked at him and i was like i think i like you you're a gay guy (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) hold on here wait a second what how did i it's like in the what's going on there you live in my home it's that it's like in the yeah. fourth movie where like Ron Ron turns to Hermione and he's like, "Oi, Hermione, you're a girl." She's like, "Well spotted." Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you are also a gay man. That's it. Um so Harry comes in and they're working in the potion and um Harry goes to tell them that Colin's been petrified and Ron and Hermione are like, "Yeah, we overheard Professor McGonagall." So it's not just the students. The professors also cannot whisper. It's or a whole speak culture. Quietly. It's just everybody. Or maybe, you know what maybe it is, is that it's it, it's the echoes. Yes, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, it's, it's the echoey it's the building. Acoustics They're in, in the a building. castle. There's just like every single spot is a whisper spot. So uh, like, imagine a Hogwarts chamber choir for real. Not just the ones that they do in the gorgeous. movie, but like an actual choir mm-hmm. where and they're in a dungeon so it's all just like reverberating around you gorgeous. oh gorgeous um so madrigals <laughs> madrigals hogwarts <Yes>. madrigals <laughs> the um, silver swan who living had no no when death approached <laughs> <laughs> when death approached I totally so, forgot about that song. That song is so <laughs> depressing. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to add. I just am really enjoying your singing. You don't want to bring in the baritone? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bring in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh. The, that's literally what like a baritone would sing to. La, 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 la. la. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't believe world. that I forgot about that fucking silver swan who living had so no note. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we decided this is the best place to brew the polyjuice potion. Um, they're discussing what Harry has learned and um, and just general Dobby. And so um, the next kind of glimpse of Hogwarts life we get is that everybody's freaking out about the Chamber of Secrets and people being petrified. Fred and George, bless their hearts, they've been um, putting... <laughs> They've been covering themselves with fur or boils and jumping out from behind corners to scare Ginny. Just a truly great big brothers. And um, and Neville's been buying all of these like amulets and protective gear. Poor Neville. Sweet Neville. He's so he's so nervous. The horror of Ginny's first year at Hogwarts. Yeah. Is truly something that like. I can't, It w- it's unfathomable to even think about, like, what that would be like to actually live through. Because, like, she basically is, like, knows, I think knows that she's responsible, but, like, can't help it. And I think that she maybe, I think it's, I, I don't know that it's necessary she knows that she's responsible, but she doesn't know Because we're led to believe later, like, she basically, like, keeps waking up and she's, like, by the events or something. Yeah, she, like, doesn't know where she's been. She's, like, losing track of time. She's, like, covered in, like, feathers at one point. So she, like, something. Yeah. Who hasn't woken up covered in feathers and blood, though? Oh. Talk about Um, a Tuesday night. (laughs) I've I've never woken up with either of those things on me. Well, Ari. (laughs) Oh, okay, Ari. (laughs) Proud to say, neither. <laughs> um, so uh, they're collecting, McGonagall's collecting signature, or not signatures, but names of people who are staying home for the winter break. They think it's odd that Malfoy has decided to stay home for break. Um, so they decide that's when they're going to use the polyjuice potion. But in order to have the polyjuice potion ready in time, they need to steal some ingredients um out of snape's private stores and um harry said it says uh harry privately felt he'd rather face slytherin's legendary monster than let snape catch him robbing his office i would like after this book i would like to do like a post interview and be like do you still feel that way (laughs) (laughs) now that you face the basilisk head on do you still feel like you would rather face that than snape catching you stealing something from his stores harry quick question from daily prophet daily prophet here quick question um so they they form a plan they're in potions class they've decided that hermione needs to be the person to steal the ingredients so their plan is for harry to light a firework and throw it into goyle's cauldron so that it, it explodes and the potion goes everywhere and in the the chaos and mayhem of what's going on Hermione slips away into his Snape's private stores and gets the ingredients and then comes back out. Um, Why did they choose her? Because she just has the less risk of getting expelled. Yeah, because she's like, I have a clean record and you don't. Yeah, sounds about right. If you do anything else, you're going to get expelled. 
Also, like mm-hmm. again, scenes from a scenes from a classroom. As if throwing as if throwing a firework into a cauldron would not expel him. I know. Yeah. Um, and also just like scenes from Snape's classroom, he's the worst. He's a monster, and I hate him. I because it literally says when Snape turned and walked off to bully Neville. Like yeah. it's explicit. <laughs> like he's bullying his students. It's not even like he's being rude. Yeah. She's used the word bully. Were you surprised that they their solution wasn't just to like use the invisibility cloak later? A little bit. Yeah. Like That's... it's like why didn't <laughs> They haven't even they haven't even taken the invisibility cloak out this year. Well, that's the that's the weird thing is that like yeah, in this right. book, it's like they forget to use it until they have to go down to Hagrid's hut. They're like, because when they finally do, Harry's like, I think it's time that we get the invisibility cloak, and it's like you've had it this whole time, you numbskull. It's been time to get this invisible. It's been time. <laughs> How have you not used this already, children? Come and especially, on. like, in all of the rest of the books, you know, Harry eventually gets to the point where he has it with him all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. why, why are you just stowing this away this year, you twit? Yeah. Um, people are dying. Yeah. Yeah, people are dying, Harry. Now's not the time. <laughs> um, so uh, they managed to steal the ingredients, and they're starting to get the potion ready. Hermione's like, it'll be ready in two weeks. Um, they go down to the entrance hall and they see that there's a dueling club. Now. God, this chapter is so long. I know. It is. I know. There's I'm literally halfway like. Halfway through. What is it? In this chapter, there's the, like the three little dots. Yeah. There's like the three in, uh, in the yeah, book. The three little dots that like I separate it. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, explain to me, please, a dueling club. Because when I think about this. I'm like, how is this not just defense against the dark arts? It does not make any sense to me. Because here's the thing, is that I don't think that they should be teaching the students how to duel. Because it to me, I don't think that you would ever find yourself in the real world having to duel someone unless you were in times with like Voldemort and the Death Eaters. But in the 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 world, the contemporary world that they're living in, I don't think that they should need to know how to duel. I think that they do need to learn defensive spells and how to protect themselves. But again, it seems like that should be something that they're learning in defense against the dark arts. So I don't know why they would need to have a club where they learn how to do this. Yeah. Also, dueling is supposed to be like, it's supposed to be the wizard's version of like a gun duel, right? Like the Hamilton Burr duel. I would assume is so. the equivalent, I guess, in the real world. And I'm like, yeah. we're not teaching that. What are we doing? I know. What are we doing? I know. And that's that's my thing. I'm like, this is this is weird. Because it's not like you can do something with like, like fencing, you know, where you can be like, we're sword fighting, but they're not real swords. And we're not going to hurt it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's no like. The class is literally called Defense Against the Dark Arts. That's so that's I, exact, yeah. exactly what they should be doing. What? There's no not, reason. Yeah. I don't understand why this is not. Also, I couldn't get over the fact that this was at 8 p.m. That's so late for an extracurricular. They keep these kids up so late. It is not okay. I don't They have understand. to have the worst sleeping patterns. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, in the On the audiobook, it sounds like Ron says dueling. Because we were making a joke Jeweling about jewels <laughs> earlier today. It yeah, literally. Let me find it. They all he's go like, and vape. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you think Slytherin's monster can jewel? <laughs> I was like. Jewel? What? I rewound I it because Where's I was like. Pen? You reckon Slytherin's monster can jewel? 
Yeah, the, bitch. The British, the British love a liquid D. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> June. Um. So they they gather for the club and they're like, "Who do you think's gonna run it?" And Harry's like, "As long as it's not." And then Gilderoy Lockhart walks out. Um. In do- what is it? Plum robes. Yes. Plum robes. Deep plum. I love. I that- love the color. His color palette for his wardrobe. No, truly. I love that Lockhart's like. Um, for full details, see my published works. Oh my! Like, <laughs> like yeah, he's not to going all the students, to all the students that he's already talked about this to a million times. It's so. The other thing that struck me, and I was thinking about this last night, and was thinking too, is that like he has. So if he's reenacting the scenes of his books with his students. And like it's funny that it's Harry because he's Harry's like his pet student. It's even funnier to imagine just a random student that he's choosing to do this. Like he's choosing <laughs> like Penelope Clearwater to act out these and she's like, What the fuck are we doing? That's funny for me to think about. Um so uh Lockhart is like, you know, I'm here with Professor Snape. Um, he's my little assistant. He tells me he knows a thing or two about dueling. And it's like, yeah, because he's Dear to be Lord. a Nazi. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> yep. Here's the thing. We skipped over the fact that Lockhart was like, I've been given permission to start a dueling club at this school by Albus fucking Dumbledore. <laughs> and again, I say, this is the second week in a row. Dumbledore, this isn't funny anymore. This What's is not a on? game. What is going on here? The other thing too is like back, just rewinding back really quick to like the potion of it all when they like <laughs> spilled it everywhere. I would like to commend Snape. This is and before you freak out, here's what I'll say: He had the deflating draft ready. He was like, "I will administer the draft that I have already prepared because I knew this was going to happen." This man, like maybe he shouldn't have been teaching a spelling solution, but at the same time, like you, there's some stuff that you just have to learn. I understand. So I do appreciate that Snape had the <laughs> the draft ready to go. However, focusing back on to like the present, this whole situation of like the ill preparedness of Lockhart to teach anything is just so upsetting to me. Don't don't you kind so. of feel though that like that's why Snape's there? Like there's a part of me that thinks that if he went to Dumbledore yeah. and was like, Can I start a dueling club? Dumbledore was like, Yes, if Snape is there doing it with you. Sure. Okay. You I still don't Snape. agree that that's I'm a good idea. Okay. I'm not saying I think it's a good idea. I'm just saying that like you just defended Snape, so I'm going to defend Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> and big, no big... one's going to defend Lockhart. No one will so, defend Lockhart. Moving I mean, on. He, he is a very funny person, and you know, he's a very funny character. I enjoy what he does. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Lockhart's like, okay, we're going to do a little demonstration, and. As I said, this here, it's page 190 for those of us who don't have a fancy illustrated copy of the book, Adam, (laughs) um, where Snape essentially teaches the spell that will be the downfall of Lord Voldemort to Harry Potter. Um, Yeah. Expelliarmus. And this, Snape is the one. This this moment and then the discovery of the diary. That's the, the, the other. Um, but those two things are the most important parts of this book. But I would argue that this right here is the most important part of the book. Um, because it just comes back 
so often and so frequently. But here's where I take issue, okay? Is that so uh, Lockhart's like, you know, let's do this example. And Snape is Expelliarmus. Lockhart flies into the wall, drops his wand. And then they're like, all right, well, let's split up and practice. They don't teach the spell. No. They don't know you the wand movement. You heard me say movement. it once. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't know, like, what they need. Because I'm assuming that anytime you do a spell, there's, like, a certain concentration you have to. I don't know the details, but they did Definitely not a specific it. arm movement. Yes. Yes. They didn't teach it. They were just like, all right, well, you heard the word one time. I'm not going to repeat it. You just have to remember it. And let's try it out on each other. So that was another thing where I was like, okay, but he doesn't use it again until book four. And it's like, you didn't really learn it. So how did you use mm-hmm. it? Anyways. No, he he uses it in book three. In the Shrieking Shack. Don't they all? They all like stun oh, Snape true. at once. Yes. Yes. Um, that's right. So okay. maybe he uses it in the class with Lupin at some point. I take it back. You're right. Um, but I but, still. But yeah, how did he learn the spell correctly? <laughs> Clearly he did. The, none of them did. Um, and so then they, they're they like, okay, everybody split up. And so they all split up and they don't give any direction. Um, they're just like split up and try to do Expelliarmus. And then chaos ensues. Um, also. parts there. When when Snape and Lockhart faced off against each other, Lockhart didn't even say a spell. Like, they don't even mention that, like, he went to say anything. He literally was just standing there, like... <laughs> <laughs> Posed. Yes! Posed and ready. Because like... he probably wanted to be really dramatic and theatrical about it. He didn't realize that Snape was just going to go all in immediately. I agree. I think he literally just was like, whoa! One, two, the three. Like, <laughs> here we That's go. That's how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, very famously. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> a That's one, exactly. a two, two the a three. three. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He was like, and I'm just going to bite into my Tootsie Pop now. We're not actually going to do spells or anything. But yeah, he didn't say a spell. I was like, Okay, you really just, this is, I think, where he's starting to figure out, oh, I, like, really don't know anything. Like, Gilderoy himself is like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm, like, really inept, but I'm just going to (laughs) stay in my denial. Oh, I'm really inept. (laughs) I'm really inept. Yes. Um, So, Harry and Malfoy get paired up together. They're cursing each other back and forth um and so then Lockhart and Snape are like we got to break this up Hermione has been paired up with Millicent Bulstrode from Slytherin House how did they get from disarm your opponent to Millicent putting her in a full headlock this is the second uh physical fight we have had in this book I would like to point out (laughs) what what happened when they were like, okay, go? Was Millicent just like, I have to disarm her and this is the best way that I know how to? Like, what? It's just funny to think, like, how did you get I from bet point her, A to point B? I bet Hermione executed a perfect Expelliarmus and Millicent Bolstro did not like that. So she just dr- 
well, her, her wand was already out of her hand. So she literally just like ran at Hermione. That's yeah. my guess. Because she always gets everything right, like the first try. Yes. That's my um, guess. And so then... Because secretly it's not Hermione's first try. She's read about it before and she tried it out in her like bedroom yeah, or that's, something. Yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> when, when Ron and Harry are showering together, Hermione is in her dormitory room practicing defensive spells. Mm-hmm. When they're showering together. Yeah, I forgot showering. we talked about that. <laughs> they just showered together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Lockhart's like, I think I did this wrong. Maybe I should teach you how to block spells. Let's have let's have an example pair. So he tries to call up Neville and Justin Finch Fletchley and motherfucking Severus Snape embarrasses Neville, thank you, Adam, in front of the yeah. entire student body. It's this, so mean. It's, this is the cruelest so thing I've, I he's done so far in this book series. It's terrible. Because yes. it's like okay, a monster. Like I don't even want to say like to be fair. Like we all know that Neville's not great at magic, so there is a good chance that he could have like done something accidentally. But Snape did not need to say this in this way, and he did not need to say it in front of the entire student body. Yeah. It's also like ma- so much of magic feels like it's like you have to have like confidence to like perform yes. it correctly. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, then it's not going to actually happen. And it's like, well, that's not helping the situation. No. I'll say that. So Snape's like, why don't we get Draco and Harry up here? So he calls them up and Lockhart's like, let me show you what to do. <laughs> and I love that he tries to do it. And his fault, and he says, "My wand is a little overexcited." Whoopsie! Your wand, you idiot! You. <laughs> Whoopsie! So silly. And then, <laughs> and so then, like, woo! <laughs> like an as seen on TV commercial. <laughs> where yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh my lord <laughs> the best bit is always when they like and then they just look into the camera and are like <laughs> how did this happen my wand's a little overexcited <laughs> we can fix that um, <sighs> so as Snape is whispering into Malfoy's ear, Harry's like, can you show me that again? And Lockhart's like, just do what I did. And Harry says, what? Drop my Drop wand? my wand? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love when Harry has zingers like that. Sassy Harry. We love yes, you. Yes, the best. <laughs> what? Drop my wand? <laughs> what? Drop my wand? Um. So then they, they stand... And at the ready, and they're like, we're going to duel. And Malfoy somehow, this seems like a very advanced piece of magic, but okay, conjures a snake. And Snape whispers the spell in his Mm -hmm. ear, and then Malfoy's like, got it. A hundred percent. I know exactly what to do. Like, I think the whole plan was that, like, Malfoy was going to do the snake and everybody would be like, oh, it's a snake. And then Snape would be like, it's fine and disappear it. Like, I think that was the plan. Like, I don't yeah. think any harm was intended. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Gilderoy is like, no, let me. And he goes, I don't know what he does, but he sends the snake flying into the air. The snake lands back down 
and gets very excited. And then Harry, as if in a trance, moves towards the snake and is like, hey, snake, stop it. <laughs> as it's approaching. I'm a snack. Similarly. Hey, snack. He just finds himself moving forward. As the snake is, the snake is, I guess, approaching Justin Finch Fletchley to attack him. And he's like, hey, man, don't. And the snake turns to Harry and is like, I follow you now. Um, <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> yes. It's like yeah. Smeagol. <laughs> yes, master. Yes, because <laughs> snakes, <laughs> snakes are essentially dogs. But if only we could talk to them, they would just do whatever they say on command. And uh, and so the snake turns to him and then he looks at Justin because he thinks that Justin is going to be like, my hero. And what does Justin say, Adam? Listeners who are reading the illustrated copies, it's on page 147. No one is reading that. <laughs> just you. Sorry, just let me get you my and your illustrated, extra ass. illustrated tome open. <laughs> okay. What do you think you're playing at? That's it. That's the best I've got. Beautiful. Uh, insert thunderous applause, please. Can you, <laughs> add that, can you add that effect, Adam? I need to add the video of the woman who's like, Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> Academy Award. Um, EGOT, Adam Noecker. EGOT, Egot. Adam Noecker. Um, so, speaks to the snake. Justin's freaked out. And Ron and Hermione grab Harry, and they're like, we gotta go. So they drag him back to the common room. Everybody in the, in the Great Hall is, like, muttering and is like, what's going on? They get back to the common room. Here's my thing about this. Why do none of the professors take Harry aside and talk to him about this and be like, did you know this was something that you could do? Have you spoken to snakes before? This seems like a moment when really any of the professors could have intervened and said, hey, Harry, here's the deal. But no, none of them do. In this is this is a question where I'm like, should it have been more than Lockhart and Snape? Obviously, yes, because really you just have Snape at that point. But like, if you have like a bunch of students attempting to duel each other, I feel like you should probably have like a few yeah. professors walking around surveying to make sure that everything's fine. Or at the very least, prefects. Well, also, yeah. where I the feel- fuck? Who are head boy and head girl? Why do they never? They we know they're they're important later. We don't even know this now, but we know they're important later. But we never know like who they are, what they do, what the point is. <laughs> it's all just prefects doing all the work. Also. Snape had to have gone to Dumbledore after this and said, mm-hmm. Harry Flown is a parcel immediately. mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's just really weird to me. Like, I don't want to get too ahead because we, it's literally the next chapter. We'll talk about it. But like when Dumbledore asks him, you know, is there anything you want to tell me? And I'm like, even if Harry didn't tell him in that moment, I feel like Snape already told him that he's a parcel mouth. Mm-hmm. And if Snape didn't, then that's an issue because Snape is literally Snape's MO is literally supposed to be protecting Harry in, in Lily's name, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, this was the year that Snape was like, you know what? I actually don't give a fuck about this kid. Actually. I don't care if Lily was your mom. I I don't care anymore. You look too much like James and my (laughs) (laughs) straight male ego is just too, too involved. I can't get over it. 
Yeah. My bruised ego. Yeah. So instead of an adult intervening, as adults should, uh, Ron and Hermione take Harry back up to the common room and they're like, what's going on here? Why didn't you tell us about this? And Harry's like, I didn't even know this was a thing. You guys, like, I thought I was just talking normally. Um, Which is a very valid excuse of like, I'm sure everyone can talk to animals. Like, I would assume that when I found out I was a witch, I'd be like, oh, that's why I could talk to horses. Because I'm a witch. Ari, can you talk to horses? Ari, can you? I'll never tell. <laughs> are you horse a, girl? Are you a nas- nasal mouth? <laughs> a nay mouth. Oh my god. Uh, a hee haw mouth. A hee haw mouth. I talk specifically to donkeys and mules. <laughs> can you imagine? You just think you're like, hey, leave that uh, pen alone, and you're like. I didn't know I was speaking another language. What I can does it only sound talk, like to you? I can only talk to geese. Or like peacocks. <laughs> Terrible. I can only talk to giraffes. Yeah, what sound does a giraffe make? Like a ble- a bleat. I think a they make like a bleating sound, as we all know noises. from Festival Me. of the Lion King. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I can only speak to, to warthogs, so they. <laughs> Just the worst animal sound imaginable. Oh my God. I was trying to make a joke about an animal that didn't make any noises, so I could be like, I only speak to this, and then you just sit silently. <laughs> I only speak to parrots. I only speak to, yeah, parrots. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hi, I'm a parrot. <laughs> hey, Polly. <laughs> hey, Polly. Wanna oh! <laughs> um, and so... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or just... <laughs> Talk to dogs. The Twilight Bach. Yes. Yes. Twilight Bach. It's all just human. It's not dogs. It's all humans. Oh my god. This is the longest bit we've ever done. How many animals can we name and their sounds? This is just Leave old McDonald's at a farm. This is yes. old McDonald's Leave at a farm. Leave it all in. Harry Potter <laughs> at a farm. Forget Fantastic Beasts, am I right? Are we done talking about animal noises now? Yes, but leave no. that entire bit in, Adam. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, so Ron and Hermione are like, this is a little... I don't know, suspect, this this isn't a great sign. And Harry's like, well, how do you know? And Ron's like, well, Slytherin was a parcel mouth. Famously. And Harry's like, well, it's not like I'm related to him. And Hermione's like, well, for all you know, you could be. There's no way of telling. I kind of I kind of take um, issue with that because I feel like with as crazy as wizards are about like bloodlines and muggle-borns and what have you, I feel like it would be documented. Like if well, Harry's- and it's 
it's just not really helpful in the moment, Hermione. Yeah. Like, read it's the not room. helpful to... <laughs> It's just not helpful to make a comment like that right now, especially because the I think it's after that line that there's like an uh she makes a note about Harry started to feel very panicky. And I was like, that's the worst when like you're already feeling concerned or worried and then someone else says something that you're like, OK, I'm already freaking out. Can you not? So Hermione. Yeah. Read, read the room, girl. Come on. Mm hmm. I'll tell you why um, wizards are all near dying out. It's because they only apparently have one child per family. <laughs> so they're, they're <laughs> not resupplying thing. the supply. This does seem to be a thing with like Malfoy is an only child. Blaze Zabini is an only child. Like there's a bunch of the Slytherin kids seem to be. I don't we don't know if Crab and Goyle are only children, but it seems like we could assume that. Millicent Bolstrode has a cat, but that's not another child. Pansy Parkinson is an only child. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so it's maybe only that's the Weasleys. It's only the Weasleys that we know are fully like having a and lot the Patil of twins. Oh, the Patil and, twins and yeah. Colin, yeah, and the Creevy brothers. They're Muggles, though. They're Muggles. Yeah, Muggleborns. Yeah, that's true. Um. So this this kind of starts Harry's existential crisis of like, what if I should have been in Slytherin? I oh, maybe I am related to Slytherin. Maybe there's something evil inside of me. Which like I don't know. There kind of is something evil inside of you, Harry. Yeah. Again, um, spoiler. You murdered. A, you murdered a man last you year. You murdered someone. <laughs> um, You're a murderer. So <laughs> age eleven. Um. So then the next morning, they're supposed to have uh, herbology, but it's very snowy, and so it's canceled. And so Harry is sitting in the common room, and he's just like, he's just very upset. He can't stop thinking about um, Justin being afraid of him. Ron and Hermione could not care less. And they're like, you know what? If it's, re- if, if it's bothering you that much, go talk to him. The the one thing I like in this chapter, or not the one thing, but like um the bit that in this chapter that I'm like, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's the bits of it's an example of like the bits Joe does that I'm like, oh these are so good, like they these like draw me in is the bit where she's like, Professor Sprout canceled class because she had to put socks and scarves on the mandrakes and she didn't trust anybody else to do it, and it's just like a throwaway, and it's like yes, this is what I want. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I just like those well, so wait. much. They feel so cozy. Yeah, but yeah. then later they kill them. They chop them up and stew them. Yeah, that's true. Precisely. <laughs> um, I think in the same vein of those just like little throwaways, Harry's walking through the, the corridors of, of Hogwarts and he's listening in on the classes. And um, McGonagall is yelling um, at one of the kids because they've turned their friend into a badger. And like, Adam, I would absolutely turn you into a badger. Hufflepuff mascot. Great. If we were at Hogwarts together and we were in class and you said something to me like, you look like Kellyanne Conway, which is something that Adam has once said to me. When did you say that to her? When we were in school, we were or after we, were, we left. It was just it, no, it was after because it would have been in like 2016, 2017. It was like you. two Thank years you. ago, I feel like. And we were like oh my god, or something like that. And Adam was like, "You look like a young Kellyanne Conway." <laughs> At least he <laughs> said young. 
And I was like, God, Adam, why would you say that? And in, in an instance like that, I would not I hesitate. I think she's a gorgeous woman. I would not hesitate. I would turn Adam into a badger. Yeah. So just want to put that out there. I'm cutting that whole thing. Sorry. Don't. I'm gonna I have all I have all the ability to cut <laughs> the editorial power. Badger yep. pie. Um, Badger pie. I even I put it in my fucking notes so you can't cut it. Um so, <laughs> so it's she will just con- to be cut. She will continue to bring it up in every I, every other I, episode I, until I it makes post it. This to the Twitter. I I am a I am a badger truther. Um so you cannot silence me. So here he's here he's walking through the the hallways and he uh, he's like maybe Justin's in the library. He goes to the library and what does he do? He starts eavesdropping again. Harry, dude, it's called privacy. Boundaries. Set them. Learn them. Live them. So he's he's listening in on this conversation that a group of Hufflepuffs are having, and it's Ernie McMillan, Hannah Abbott, and whoever else. Um, to be fair to Harry, this conversation is about him. Yeah. So I'll give him that. I I will too. It, but it's just like how many insta- – I mean, he was just eavesdropping in the last chapter, and here he is again eavesdropping. So mm-hmm. The best bit of this is how he reveals himself, and it makes me chuckle to myself every time because if I walked in on a bunch of people shit-talking me, this is and they were saying how scared they were of me, this is exactly what I would do. I would like step out from the bookcase and be like, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> But that he doesn't have any good retort. Like he No, has- I wouldn't either, but I would literally just be like, hey, hey he guys, has no sick I'm burn. right here. No, just his presence terrifies no, them yeah. all. <laughs> I agree. My- but he, he leaves the conversation defeated. I'll say that. He does. My joke here yeah, that's was true. that Hannah and Ernie are talking about um, how they think that he could be maybe related to Slytherin. And Ernie says they called Slytherin himself serpent tongue are we sure that wasn't just the nickname that the ladies had for him <laughs> well you know he was a conservative straight white man so white man so he probably wasn't really very giving as a partner in bed serpent tongue i'm just saying i'll have what she's having i'll have what she's having i'll have what she's having um so Harry confronts them because they're talking about him and he's like, I'm looking for Justin. And they're like, you're crazy. You're dangerous. We don't believe anything you say. And Harry's like, why do you think this about me? And they're like, you basic. Um, and so Harry leaves in a huff. And in a huff. As in he, a Derek huff. I don't. Yes. Harry leaves in a Derek huff. And as he's walking around, I don't understand how you miss Haggard to the point that you walk right into him. There's no part of me that like if there's he, no way if he is as big as Joe continues to say that he is. How are you going to miss him and then walk right into him? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So Haggard's like, Harry, you look very upset. Um, and Harry's like, honey, I can't even get into it. And so um, don't ask me. Yes, please don't get me started. Leave me be. <laughs> um, but Harry and Harry's like, well, what are you doing, Hagrid? And Hagrid's like, well, you know, people are killing my roosters. So I got to go talk to Dumbledore. Um, 
And so then uh, Harry's like, well, I got to get going. And as he's walking, he comes upon a dark corridor and he fucking trips over the body of a petrified Justin Finch Fletchley, which I don't know. I feel like that's unnecessary. He, he, he could have just seen it. He did not need to trip over it. Like, come on. He trips over it and he he can't believe what he's seen because not only is Justin on the floor petrified, but he looks up and he sees that nearly headless Nick. It is kind of funny to think about his head being half off when he gets petrified. <laughs> Um, and so as he's, as Harry is standing there at the scene of the crime, wondering, what should I do? Um, Peeves appears out of nowhere, as Peeves's want to do, and- As Peeves's, <laughs> as Peeves's want to do. That's Peeves for you. <laughs> and- Peeves's. He, he starts, he's going to start talking to Harry, but then he sees- the the carcasses and he's like attack the students are under attack, attack. no one attack. is safe yeah. so everyone everyone who's in class bursts out of their classrooms to see what's going on um i do really love ernie's dramatic ass yelling caught in the act <laughs> ernie sucks caught but also in the like, act that's ernie sucks <laughs> But I also stand Ernie, so yes. here we are. I know I love Ernie too. Um, um, in the in the audiobook, I think he's Scottish, so like th- when he yells it, he's like caught in the act. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> also, my favorite. Remember when we were reading in the first book where it's like the Hufflepuffs are like wandering around and they like don't know where to go because they're confused the moment where she mentions that people kept standing in nearly headless nick (laughs) (laughs) which i I laugh so hard (laughs) i'm in him ah Oh, there's that like, letter. <laughs> how dark is it in this hallway? It, like, he trips over Justin Finch Fletchley. People are standing in Nearly Headless Nick, who is, like, this, like, dark, like, charcoal color. Is Why are people walking into the hallway if it's pitch black? Like, that's the only <laughs> excuse. If I walked into a pitch black hallway, I would immediately stop dead and be like, wait, this is weird. I also do take issue because if I heard someone yelling attack, my my first thing run that away. I would, do would not be to run out of the classroom, but rather yeah. to bar the door. Ha- yeah. I will argue that point. These are like essentially high schoolers. And any time there was like a sound of like a fight at Clay, people were like, gotta go watch. Okay, well, I was the opposite. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree. try and run I away. Agree. However, this is not not what happens. Okay. Well, um, so then, um, you know, they're like, okay, well, we got to get these, these petrified figures to the hospital wing. This is the first mention, I believe. And I love this name, Professor Sinistra, the, the astronomy teacher. I love her name. Yeah. Um, So cool. And so they, they get Nick and Justin are sent off to the hospital wing and um, McGonagall's like, all right, buddy, let's go. And Harry's like, I didn't do it, though. And McGonagall's like, it's not my call anymore, buddy. And so then they realize uh, 
Harry realizes he's on his way to see Dumbledore, and that's how the chapter ends. I do like in this chapter they talk about um, why the reason this is like the first time it's ever like kind of pointed out in a way that it's like Voldemort was trying to kill Harry, and obviously it's like not correct what they come up with, but mm-hmm. it is like it's the seed, it's the germ of the seed that's mm-hmm. like. There was a reason he was going after Harry. Mm-hmm. And they're just completely off the mark. Yeah, they he are, sensed. They are, they are correct that they were, he was right about like, he was like the foil to, or, or basically they were like, he was the competition, mm-hmm. which I, I, that is, that's partly true, but. Right, well, that was great. Thank you. What, what, what a conversation that was mostly just a, just telling you what happened in the chapter because, because there's so much that happened in the chapter. So we yeah. can actually like, talk about chapter. it. Yeah. All right. Next week we will be reading chapter 12 called the Polyjuice potion. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. As always, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. So we, we can get a perfect newt score five stars or else uh, I got nothing this week. I'll make you drop your wand. <laughs> I'll make- Whoops! <laughs> I'll speak parcel tongue at you. Um, da, 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 da. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HBAnxious, which Allie runs. Instagram, which at HBAnxious, which Ari runs. And on YouTube at HBAnxious, which I guess I do, but it, I, I wouldn't call it running, but okay. So you can see these beautiful curls that I have. Honey. Yeah, and Adam and I's new hair colors. Thorn, thorny. That was it. We when I said that, that An- was my impression of you, Adam. Oh, good. We are hosted on Anchor, so thank you to them, and are a proud member of the Not a Bit Network group of podcasts. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Ari. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and as always, Knox. Not a bit network. Find us on Instagram at Not a bit network for our other shows.